0: Travis exaggerates a lot and he be snitching
1: hello everybody welcome to the Connecticut show Mm -hmm. this is Travis Poppleton and this Terrence I don't be snitching Abney and just like every week we're gonna give you a new look at New England welcome radio listeners it's Sunday afternoon Thank you to bon, bon Vivant for leading us in, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna roll right by the snitching comment that you made. Yes, let's focus more on the fact that you exaggerate a lot and
0: sometimes don't tell the truth. I do want to talk about like just right away. This will come into play, y'all, because it's one it's something coming.
1: If you're new to the show, like just just back up really quick. If you're new to the show, each week we pick a subject in New England, we talk about that subject, and I'm kind of I'm kind of giving us a little more credit than is necessary because we don't always stay on subject. But the intention of the show is that we always talk about New England or something new, and and we're on episode twenty three, Terrence. Yep. And that is a fact that Travis
0: just told. But I just want to let everybody know before we get too far down the line in this show, Travis exaggerates, sometimes exaggerates a lot. Even his family has told me they know he's sometimes hyperbole. H y p e r,
1: bully. Bully. I have no idea what we're like. What is the reference here? I got the snitch reference. I'm not getting the hyperbolic reference.
0: Oh, there we go. So what you, what is the hyperbole that we're talking about here? Oh, let's just go through the show. We'll if it comes up, maybe I'll remind the fans. Fair enough. Fair enough. I also realize I'm getting old too. We're Travis, just, I'm getting my kids are letting me know I'm getting old.
1: So much. Of I'm the starting brain today. to use
0: those. I'm starting to use those sayings that my parents used to use. Go Turn, on. turning nouns, not even using a gerund, not even making the noun a gerund, or excuse me, making a verb a gerund. They're just, you make, just make any, every noun a verb. Give me an example, she else, The other day, Shana said she wanted to go, she wanted to go hang out with her friends at the mall. I was like, you better go mall them books. <laughs> you better go, <laughs> Riley, Riley asked for some for a cookie, though. you better go cookie that mess you made up in the room. Like I just told you, go pick up
1: them clothes. I just, I, I just, I just never get. Oh, <laughs> if that is part of getting old, this is the best news ever. Uh-oh. That is this so is, good. This is
0: real. This is. It reminded me. I was talking to a friend about it, and we both we both said it. This, his parents used to do the same thing. Make, in his words, you, they make any any noun, person, place, or object can be a verb, in the in the way our parents are used it. But it's very common. If it, I think it's. I think it's common for most parents, but may, maybe it's a. You had better go all
1: those books.
0: Oh, man. That is my favorite. And line not M A U L, to be clear. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> that we do mean M A L L. Well, what was it's, the cookies you use, one? You better cookies. You better go cookie that room like I just told you to do not too so long ago. I didn't tell her to cook cookie uh-huh. the room earlier. I said, you need to go pick up. Those toys off the floor in your room. Go clean up. You pick up your room. Then you're gonna ask for a cookie. It's just been getting on my nerves. Making me mad.
1: Sweet chimney. This is this is my favorite opening ever. Thank you. I didn't. I did not know that that was a thing I was allowed to do. Um, but now I will. Um, coming into the show before we hit record, Terrence gives us a fine. What what I thought was, and I feel like the listeners need to know this because I was like, oh, that was a pretty. Uh, alright so like I'm quite lame so I was like that was a pretty rad Travis, freestyle freestyle rap cause he just goes off like he just you could tell he's making it up on the go beautifully uh, beautiful like tempo and, and, and I'm gonna just make up stuff here but like really really good I would have thought that it was lyrics he was quoting and I'm like oh that was, that was pretty good freestyle rap and he's like what is your problem what is going on that is not called freestyle rap Travis Darren's What'd you say? <laughs> I don't think
0: I was that critical,
1: was it? It was It was pretty harsh.
0: Oh. Like I said, Travis is hyperbole sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Started it already. So when people make up something off the top, that's what it's called. It's, it's called off the top, or you say off the top of the dome. So that means that you made up a verse or spit some bars just off the top without knowing, without having anything in your head. So if I looked at your T-shirt and started spitting something, it would be off the top of the dome. And I would just say, hey, got on the gray shirt, but he's not a flirt Adidas like Adidas all day. I love and, you know, whatever, whatever. That would be off the top. Freestyle is essentially. It's a it's something you have it's like a rhyme that you have. And it's written, but it's not necessarily to a verse. Excuse me, to a beat or anything like that, and it's more or less
1: it's spit and you know it's free. I'm I'm gonna pretend I understand that last part where it's both spit and free, um, but I do appreciate you explaining that to me because I I am slightly I'm retro embarrassed for all the times I've said it incorrectly. Oh, everybody does though. I mean, it's not a
0: I. I want to say shout out to Q-O-T-E, the M-C. Let me say it right. Q-U-O-T-E, the M-C. Quote the M-C, representing the Bronx. That is who taught me that. All right. That uh,
1: And that got passed on to me, so thank you for paying it forward. He said it, he said it much better than me. But Terrence, it, this week, we finally kept a promise to our listeners. We... We make promises to our listeners like we're going up Mount Washington. You know, like we just always have some new thing. We're like, you know what we're going to do? You make promises. We. You're right. We (laughs) are going to go to the to the whatever. And sometimes we do it. The big E, we showed up. Yes. And oftentimes we have great intentions. Like we'll shoot off that first email. We will line up a guest and then the guest doesn't quite make it that night or whatever it is. Several times, we're like 75% there. Yeah, we
0: do a lot of Charles Dickens. You got to explain that. Who wrote wrote Great Expectations? Yeah, Great Expectations. Let me go Google my ninth grade readings. Great Expectations? Yeah, we have some
1: great expectations sometimes. Okay. But we don't make it. We've said we're going to go get press passes and go. You're wearing yours right now. (laughs) Boom. (laughs) Terrence is wearing his yard goat press pass. The 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 place where we let you down is, and I want to explain this as we get into the story. But I do want to give a huge shout out, and I'm not not know his name because Terrence is the one that contacted bow, him, bow, bow. and his name is Jeff Dooley. Jeff Dooley absolutely hooks us up. Yes, indeed. We walk in to the Yard Goat Stadium. He's like, "Go to the clubhouse." Yes, already cooler than anything we have ever done. Yes. We go into the clubhouse. There's a woman there. Security wands us down. Terrence says, I'm Terrence Abney. And she's like, the Terrence Abney? Slides his press pass across. And she's like, have at it. And we did not know where to go from there. I ruin, <laughs> I ruin everything in that moment where I'm like, have it what? <laughs> <laughs> this is our first time. Could you kind of explain what's the what's the orientation for newbies? And then she was like, oh, you were so close to being cool." And she gives me mine. You must be Travis. She <laughs> hands me my pass. And then and then I was uh, just gonna start walking.
0: Yeah, it, it was gonna be the right way, but Travis did ask, and she points us out. Then I had to ask, "Hey, where's the bobble doll at?" Because it was what it was bobblehead now. Hibble bobblehead night yes and and no i don't know who it was Oh, ron dibble i hope so either way yeah I, I apologize espn personality so they gave out some cool
1: bobbleheads we missed that opportunity though so we walk into the stadium already feeling cooler than we have ever felt at a yard goats game and um so several things happen but the first thing is like i'm pretty hungry And I'm like, before we do anything, before we set up, because we told our listeners we are going to record the show from here. I have my laptop. I have a a mic that is totally suitable for remote conversation. And we're excited about this, but I don't want to do it hungry, right? So we go off. I'm getting a hot dog. Terrence is asking everyone where the bobbleheads are. Like this is priority number one. (laughs) We got to find these bobbleheads and uh and terrence you get a hot dog i get a hot dog we go sit down just at these like little bleachers and for the record we don't have seats we just have press passes we don't there's nothing assigned for us and so we sit at a place that seems seems like we're allowed to sit there right we start eating indeed indeed within 30 seconds of I think, me I, eating i think we did the uh store first right no, first. no, They're no, no. First? I go to the store to avoid what's happening. So we sit down. <laughs> we sit down. And within. You are doing a lot of running. I'm just Continue. like, I'm, I'm enjoying my hot dog, watching the game, thinking. I'm actually looking around the stadium thinking, where would be a good place for us to record? Leaving me behind. And, and while I'm thinking, oh, that might be a good spot up there. It looks quite empty. Uh, I hear, hey, my name's Terrence. And I was like, oh, sweet chimney. Here we go. Here we go. Nicest people next to us. I don't know anything about them though. Terrence had this conversation. Yeah,
0: they, I do not know anything about them either. Except <laughs> one of them was from Louisville, Kentucky, and knew the New England area. Another, another one was from Long Island, as I could tell by the accent. Well, she told me I should be able to tell by the accent. And the other person, what well, I'm assuming, is, is from Connecticut. But we just asked three people if they were listeners of the Connecticut show, and surprisingly. They said they were
1: not. That that surprised <laughs> me because they look like the kind of people that would listen to the Connecticut they were, show. They were well, kind. They were looking at us, too, and I saw them looking at us. They seemed they, really smart. Yeah. Yes. They, yeah, like they were the kind of people that I would think would be our listeners. They were just... They uh, they looked like the kind of people that made the world a better place. Nice laid-back folks. And so when they said no, I don't listen. I was like, oh, that was I thought shocking. it was the eye contact they kept making because i seen them kind of glancing and they're like, oh. I mean, is that is that Terrence?
0: I was like, I got kind of nervous. <laughs> I like, oh, they might ask for an autograph. And our press pass says no autographs. It says so no autographs. I didn't want to get in trouble because yep. I didn't want to sign it. And they'd be like, you're not supposed to be doing that. And I'm like, yeah, but a lot of people know us because we're the Connecticut show. And then you know, I didn't want to go through all that hassle and trouble. So... I was a little nervous, but then eventually I introduced myself, and the lady was like, "Oh my gosh, we don't listen to that show." <laughs> <laughs> and so I was a little, I, that was the that was the humbling part. So I was pretty humbled the rest of the night. Yeah, but they started telling us about some cool spots, some that we were excited about, very excited about, and some that we'll probably still check out. Uh, oh we, no, this is not true. They do not tell us about some cool spots. Let me let me say this. I introduce us as Connecticut show, <laughs> as podcasters. Your boy over here just looking around like, yo, know, I think most people thought I was lying when I said, hey, me and my partner here, my co-host, we do the Connecticut show, Terrence, this is Travis, and Travis is just looking at me like he does not know me. He's looking at me like, you talking to me? Yeah. you he, talking to me. Yeah. And then, I mean, looking looking around, I'm talking to people, I turn around, this is my co-host Travis, Travis? Travis, he's
1: walking around. Now, I, he's looking like I have nothing to do with this cat. Now do you remember that we went to the store second because when you turned around, I was like, I'm gonna go see what's in the store. Cause like in my world, and this is very, this is very why Terrence knows everybody and I just want you to remember that he said, no, I don't know anything about him either. So job. this is where this person was from and this where this person was from. Like he does, he gets to know him and it's, it's, it's amazing. And it's not our job. It is not our job. And so we said that we were going to talk to some people in the stadium. I feel like I'm, I was set up. I feel like I don't remember that at all. And I still, <laughs> I might have to go back and verify don't. this. But, but like my version of that, and this is where we're different. Like my version of that is once we had set up a laptop and a mic and it was clear that we were recording, anyone that was near us, like that would be the time to invite them to come have a conversation with us, right? We're doing the show. That's who we are. And like, I don't. I'm not the kind of person on an airplane that's going to turn to you and say, This is going to be a long flight. Like, I immediately put my headphones on just so the person next to me does not say, Hey, this might be a long flight. I don't know what to say. I don't, I have no scripts for that. I have no way to respond. Like, uh huh. I don't talk to people on the plane either, though. That makes you feel better. I just don't believe you. There's just some times that I just can't believe you, and this we is one of those moments. We don't believe you. need more people. I hear you. <laughs> anyway, but like Terrence is very active, and this is this is a beautiful thing, by the way. I I was not converted to his way by the end of the night, but I I see a beauty in Terrence going out and talking to people as openly and as and, and as friendly as you do. I love it. There are no factory defaults within me where that's normal. So I love it. I love that you were a co-pilot, pilot, whatever you want to call yourself. But I I just, I'm just not like that. So in my world, if we were going to talk to people, I was going to set up a mic. Anybody that walked by, we might go like, hey, do you want to talk to us on the show? But Terrence is just out there. And so what did you learn from our three friends from Long Island, Connecticut? And I don't remember the third one. Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville, Kentucky. My friend from
0: Louisville, Kentucky, pointed out, which which is true, he was like, you should go to some of these greens. And I was like, what greens are you talking about? But he was talking about the town the town centers. He's like, every town or every city has like an area they call the green. And he was like, back in the day, in the 1700s, I'm assuming, that that was where they came, come and do the promenades at and just walk around. I haven't read up on that. But it did make me think about how a lot of places here do have, like, there's, there's Mansfield and there's Mansfield Center, right? And oftentimes you do have places, even some of the places near us, where there's just a little green where people hang out at. And he says his is a middle town, I believe, and his a little green. He said about the size of the infield at Dunkin' Donuts Stadium that people just go hang out. They do little shows there, read there, readings there, and things like that. But he says it's not it's not ne- not even big. And he said other places they might call it like a town square and it's a little bigger. So. He was saying those are worth like talking about, doing some research research on, and I was like, "Look, I'm not doing any research. This ain't a class." Nah, just kidding. Thank you, my friend from Louisville, Kentucky, for
1: giving us that. It was something I'd not considered, but when you said it, I remember like every town—not maybe not every town, but most towns you go to, there's the town, and then there is like this whole section of green Mm -hmm. in the center of the town that's got some nice benches, it often has a gazebo, it's totally that whole Gilmore Girls look thing, and that's pretty standard in almost any Connecticut town. Was he saying that that went all the way up New England, or was that a Connecticut-specific thing, he said? He, he was saying New England, actually. Okay, interesting. Yes, and he also said the big thing here was apple
0: picking, so, which, which is true. I don't know, if we've, have we ever spoken about this before? We
1: did, you have gone, like, so I am the fall fanatic. By the way, happy Burr months, everybody. It's September, October, November, December. It is September first while we are recording, but it is a Sunday afternoon wherever you are. Happy Burr months. Yeah, Burr. Shout out to Gucci May. Yeah, for giving us that Burr word. Burr. So I, I, am, I am a fall convert, and Terrence not as much, but Terrence has been apple picking, and I have not. It, surprisingly, surprisingly, surprisingly. So they they picked, chose one.
0: Not uh, they they mentioned Lyman Orchards. Not that I'm going there, but it is an apple orchard somewhere in Connecticut, and I mentioned that I've been to Johnny Appleseed's before. I think that's the name of the one in Ellington. So, it's it's an experience. And but they also talked about the corn mazes and the other attractions they have there. Buying you know buying local produce, all those good things. And that was with another one of our listeners, soon to be listeners or non-listeners, whatever you want to call the people we were talking to. By the way, I'm going to spoil this for everybody. No one in Dunkin' Donuts Park listens to the Connecticut show, surprisingly. that That is a bit of a spoiler. But they did all talk. It's very friendly people. They talked. They introduced me to their kids. So very friendly people at Dunkin' Donuts Park. That's what, that's one of the reasons y'all should visit besides it being four times double A stadium of the year.
1: Okay. And I want to be very clear. We're not telling you to go to Dunkin' Donuts Stadium. We're not telling you to go to Argo ER game uh but what i will say is a a nice ambiance darn nice place under the blue moon uh it was the super blue moon it was a gorgeous night like just the the cooler temperatures are starting to set in uh the game was so much fun and i do want to tell you about the ending of the game because this is super important to me um but but we're not we're not there yet we talked to those three, but you're missing like one thing that she said that we found really interesting was she said, have you been to the aquarium bowling alley in Bridgeport? In Bridgeport. So I look up, I'm like pretty excited about this. I'm like, what is uh, an aquarium bowling alley? And when and I how look does it, it look, up, Travis, how does it look? <laughs> when I look it up, the first picture looks like there is a straight up aquarium underneath where you bowl. So like, like you're you're bowling get, on the fish people, like you would throw the ball down toward the pins but like it's actually going over fish right and i and i thought that is amazing if that exists that's amazing however it seems like the cost to keep up an entire (laughs) aquarium underneath the bowling alley does not justify the prices that you make the razor thin margins you probably make at a bowling alley so i assumed something was up
0: Boy, that's very, very, very expensive bowling. That was my my thing. It's probably like $75
1: to bowl for like
0: (laughs) one session.
1: But you know, I might do it. Like honestly, if there are sharks swimming under where I'm bowling, I might pay at least like 50 bucks to have that experience. But, but, so I'm like, that seems sus. Um, But it looked like it was in the picture. So I was like, we gotta go to Bridgeport, Terrence. Like this is something we can't miss. On later inspection, I think it's Mm -hmm. just aquarium themed and the picture was picking up like projection. So I do think they do a lot of cool projection and creative lighting to make it feel like you're underwater, which is still pretty cool. I don't even remember what it was called. But uh, if you look up aquarium bowling in Bridgeport, Connecticut, uh, it it looked cool. Now, if if there were sharks underneath where you were bowling, I still wouldn't be legally allowed to tell you to go, but I would be a lot more excited about it. But those were the places that they recommended. And yes, before it was over, I moved into a very nice gift shop. However, they didn't have any of their um their logos out that I that I like. Which are? Um so occasionally for like they'll do like Brazilian Day or they'll do I think they do something for Dia de los Muertos and they
0: look at that smooth spanish there
1: they have um for people who do not speak spanish what is that that's day of the dead oh my goodness it is the day after halloween it's usually like two days after halloween Mm -hmm. definitely i am not the authority on this so don't ask me for additional uh context but it can i have some additional context all right so here's the holiday broken down piece by piece no uh, but they do they do have some fantastic logos of a skull of your yard goat as opposed to like Cause usually and I like the yard goat uh logo. I think the yard goat uh vibe is just so fun. You're is that a is that a hat right now? This is my yard goat hat. It's just a beautiful yeah. hat. Beautiful Harford boy. School Boys. The logo is like really cartoony usually, but when they do the skulls, it's it's a lot. It's just to me it's a it's a it's a really cool thing that I try to pick up a hat or a hoodie when I see it around. What they also have there. Actual yard goats.
0: Yes. And he's not talking about stuffed yard goats. No. And we'd never seen this before. we have been in the stadium before and never seen this. We'd never walked around that way. It was just yeah. a little hidden Easter egg. So next to up. the bullpen, or the, or should their bullpen be called a goat pen? Since, we'll call think? it the goat pen. Next to the goat pen where yeah. the pitchers are warming up and do their thing at, right down the steps from that, there are some goats. Live goats.
1: Billies. <laughs> Choo choo and chompers, one one big one and seven little babies. Yep, so adorable. I don't know if it was like a petting zoo. I don't know if it was just to keep the vibe of the yard goat thing going, but it was a nice touch. Yeah, if it was petting, I wasn't gonna touch them. But they were they were cool. We go and we set up, and this is where I'm like, we're gonna get this. This is gonna be cool because like when it's quiet at the ballpark, there's like talking. You'll hear like the crack of the bat. You'll hear people cheer. And like that's when I imagined doing the show. I imagined that in the background. And I thought, that'd make a cool background ambience for the show. What it's really too. like when you go to... What is it really like, Terrence, when you go to record at a ballpark?
0: It's like that song. Take me out to the ball game. It's just like that. Except it's a lot more music. I enjoyed it there. It's gr- great music. There's some great themes in between. Then occasionally you hear the bear, 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 and or Ear, er, 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 or the de es- escalating. Er, 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 er. However, it picks up pretty loudly on the microphone that Travis has. I told him to bring that cheap mic. He didn't listen to me. It is,
1: it's random. There's no way to predict when it's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, then it, Travis was like, oh no, it's picking up too <laughs>
0: much noise. I don't have to I don't wanna have to edit this, Terrence. I said, Travis, it's for the people. You don't have to edit it, Terrence. Your editing skills aren't quite there yet. Is if that they're non existent. But he's not lying. And I was like, Travis, you gotta do this for people. They don't like those sounds. He was like, No, no, no. And I was like, Okay, Travis, okay. We'll try to go find the press box. Is
1: that is that what my voice sounds like? Something like that. Wow.
0: At the game it did. When it was... you
1: when you hear it for the first time, it's shocking.
0: Yeah, I was very. I did not know you whine like that. I will say that wow. I was like, "Yo, this is wow." This six foot four giant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: But I remember the conversation. Your name Merlin.
0: I shouldn't have been surprised. Yeah, I just uh, <laughs> I had nothing on that. That's a good one. I'm sorry, y'all. Mister Pop I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I was uncalled so call for edit that, that part out. Edit that
1: out. I probably will. Popper the family. I apologize. Um. So it turns out you you can't really get good good, good recording at a ball game. Nah, so like at one point we thought like maybe we just like muscle through it. And every time we hear one of those loud sirens, or my favorite was like if you play Zelda, whenever you get the Triforce or like you unlock a, a unlock a secret, it makes it do 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 do.
0: <laughs> yes, and,
1: yes. And it was doing that the whole game, and it seemed to do it at a specific time, and we never figured it out. And at one point, Terrence's thought was it must be that they play that to signify that when someone hits a ball, they've hit it. And sure I completely did not know what I was talking about, to be it. fair. And and why not? Like we didn't get anything better. We didn't get. I'm pretty sure that's not it, Uh, but we didn't figure it out. So if you're listening to this and you are a Yard Goat fan, please tell us why they play the Zelda noise when they do, because we could not find any correlation to when they did it. What we did find is it often played right before we were gonna say something. Actually, if it was right before we were gonna say something, we we would have had a chance. But it was like always mid story. So we'd be like, hey, everybody, this is the do you know, or like, or whatever the, the sound effect was. So,
0: uh, but it's a great experience, I think. And you were mentioning this for anybody who thinks it's just going to the baseball game because you're a baseball fan. It's just if you're going with a friend or a group of friends, it is really a, a social outlet. Also, again, the park is nice. I mean, we kind of got treated like stars. To be fair, because we we were, we were pressed. I just love saying that. By the way, as you can tell. I, I had my, <laughs> Still, had, had a had a press pass. <laughs> I haven't taken it off. I'm gonna get it. No, it's so I good. I protect it. I wear it in the shower and I hold it like this so it doesn't get wet right. out of the shower water. But it, it is it's a good experience. I mean, you more or less, you more or less have to look at it like I'm going to the ballpark and I'm gonna eat some. Popcorn or nachos. Sit down, talk to my friends. If you if you drink, you have a a beer or something. We usually don't drink. Well, we don't drink, but at, at, it's that type of vibe. But also, you get to see a you get some some quality baseball. Also,
1: it it really is like going to a park. Like it's just there's a community there. It's always beautiful. It's just uh, the sky. It's wide open. The skies are usually uh, quite vivid um usually putting on a show every time we've gone and it just it's got a vibe that is just so fun every time i tell my daughters like hey terrence and i are gonna go do a yard goat game uh do you want to go they'll just ignore me and then i'll like text them and then i'll like ask them an hour later like hey we're really gonna go do you want to come they'll be like dad we don't want to (laughs) go to a baseball game and i'm like it's not it's not a baseball game. Like, Just come, experience it. And, and so far, I've not talked them into it. But if they you're one of those come. people, gotta come. again, I, I can't tell you to go to any place where you have to pay money. Because we, we, we're not allowed to do that on the radio. But I would say uh, expand your horizons in a baseball-y kind of way from time to time. Yeah. And they represent Hartford pretty
0: well, I think. As far They, they, they do. They they they're one of the try. best things. Yeah. They, chin- they intentionally try to represent the area well. From again having Hartford's Johnny Schoolboy Taylor Day, um, it, and they have this in the program. Johnny School Johnny Schoolboy Taylor was a career pitcher at a and he was pitched a no hitter to beat Negro League's All Star team and and ace pitchers Sadjo Page at Polo Grounds in New York in 1937. But and he was from Hartford. He played for the New York Cubans, Pittsburgh Crawfords, and Toledo Crawfords and Newark Eagles. And, and again and after a brief retirement schoolboy returned to baseball in his hometown and became the first black athlete to sign with the Hartford Chiefs in 1949 so history like that they have Roberto Clemente day Jackie Robinson day they represent there their their numbers are retired in the field uh, they talk about um the latino and latina heritage in, in Connecticut and they represent that so they have a day have a day for everything, and one of my favorite things also is our junior announcer who was announced very well and enunciated very well. He did a very good, job. very good job.
1: He wasn't the smilingest kid. He he didn't look like he was necessarily enjoying the experience. I think he, he was getting paid. He yeah.
0: was like, I'm going to get these words right because okay. his money has to be right.
1: So they also have this thing where they get kids, and I do not know how old these kids were, but they put them in like baby goat costumes and they, they have to race. Around. Yes, that was <laughs> great. That was pretty good. Um, so we're there, but I also like the the kind of teams that they play. One thing that is wonderful about the minor leagues They might end up with playing like the Portland Sea Dogs, the Birmingham, or the Birmingham Hampton Rumble Ponies. What we were, uh, the game that we saw, we were against the uh, Richmond Flying Squirrels, and then my personal favorite, and I do hope that you do a voice for this one, was the New Hampshire Fisher Cats. And if you don't know what Fisher Cats are, I think we've talked about it. I think we've even nailed it. I think we've even played the sound for you on the show, but I'm I'm a little bit of a Fisher Cat fan. Uh, but not as much as the Hartford Yard Goats. Thank you again. So they're our team. We're like maybe this is this is the next thing that happens. Maybe there is a quieter place in the stadium, and we know that we're allowed to go into the press box, but we've been told the, bre- the press box is quite small. So I say before we try the press box, let's go over to that part of the stadium because it seems quieter. And I miss like we go we walk around and then there's some stairs and I think it's the stairs that we want to go up, because I think there's a quiet area there. We missed, we missed on that
0: one, that was both of us. I wanna put that one just on you.
1: I missed, so I'm like, I think it's these stairs. We go to walk up the stairs, and that's where we have the first person like put their hand out like, whoa, what are you doing thinking you're going up these stairs? So they they make us turn our press pass around. We show them the official press pass, and he's like, all right, on your way. We get to go up those steps. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> like what what steps am I taking us up? Turns out we got to the party area. There is a party deck at the Yardford or the Yardford, the Hartford Yard Goats, uh, Dunkin' Donuts stadium. And and we, we made it up to the big party vibe, and I think we added a lot. They were probably really excited that we showed up. We well, look really lost, I think. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they gave us a look like it. Presses here like literally they were like what are they they were looking at their friends like did somebody invite them yeah they didn't know who we were i just they assumed because i did notice a lot of people would look at this and assume that we
1: were really important right um but assumed correctly assessed that we were yeah. really important you know what? Those are probably people who listen to the show and the party decks. We should have really asked. <laughs> so you have been talking to the parties. Not, yeah, you've not proven that no one listens to the show because we didn't. I didn't talk we, to everybody. We felt a little like out of our comfort zone because like, I don't know if that's free food. I don't know if you pay for everything or if you like pay in advance. I don't know if press is allowed to just start eating. So uh, we just felt awkward. We felt a little uncomfortable. Yes. I thought this is where you would save us you would talk to the right people and soon we would just be you know dancing with the with the partiers <laughs> up there that never happened that it would, if you were looking to me to save us in that scenario there was we were not getting out so of I'll it so i'll
0: tell you what i was thinking in that moment i was thinking like how we probably really need to find the place to record cuz i was like it's you know the games this is getting into the fourth inning by now so i'm like we need to sit down at some point before the game before the game ends to start recording so that was in my
1: that was in my mind of like, let's just find the spot that's You you seem to have felt like the game was going much faster than I did. So we were both watching the innings and I kept thinking, We got time. And you were watching the innings thinking, This is like burning by. But right. I thought, eh, we we we're still good looking. I mean, looking for the looking for the right spot. Right. <laughs> we come down. We don't last very long in the party deck. And yeah, partying too hard. We finally, uh, and this is the this is my favorite part of the night, and this is where where Terrence almost converts me to his ways. Is her name Diane? D, D from Bloomfield. Was it just D? Bloomfield, excuse me. Okay, so we're walking by. This is right where the yard goats are, and and Terrence gives her a hello. Yes. They hit it off right away because you're both from. Tell me this story because I I was kind of aloof. So right she, here.
0: she 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 helped us to a lot of stuff. So she was actually actually one of the uh, one of my favorite people to talk to that I've spoken to about the show when I've done it off the cuff at least. But Dee is from the from New England, from Connecticut, but also has stayed in a town in South Carolina, a smaller town in South Carolina, not too far from Columbia, South Carolina, and she had also stayed in. I wanna say a town in Florida, but she definitely said South Carolina some some places down South South Carolina and of course she moved back to Connecticut when she got when she as she got older. Um she had worked for another another smaller minor league team also. Tim Tebow's grandmother, as 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 they called her.
1: Yeah. Not not literally. The Mets organization. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, not
0: yeah, not literally, but They said her job, she said her job was to protect Tim Tebow. She said she got beat up quite a bit, actually, trying to do it. Yes.
1: Yeah. Figuratively, not literally, I I think. I think there, because she said that he's like a god. And so I think a lot of people tried to get to him. And if she was the thing between him and them, she was not very effective. That was the impression I got from her story. Yes. Same, same. She, she,
0: she told us about a couple of good things. She told us about the blues scene. Who knew we learned about blues
1: at the Yard Goat Stadium? Blues in Connecticut. So we have to check it out. Apparently, Hartford is one of the best places to get blues music. She gives us a website, and I'm fairly confident I have it saved. I'm going to look it up in one second if you're not already looking it up, uh, where they tell you where the best blues is every night. And you could like kind of bar hop and follow these bands. And, and according to her, it's some of the best in the United States. Yes, indeed. the Connecticutbluesociety.com. Not telling you to go there. However it exists. And um, that was exciting to me. I did not know that that, exci- that that existed here in Hartford. Yes. She told us something else, though. Mohawk Falls and Great Bariton. When? Because we're in the Burr Months. When the leaves change, she said, Go to the Mohawk Trail. She said, actually go to the New York side and then you hike back into Connecticut. Correct. You go up to the very top of this mountain where there is a Mohegan monument. Mm-hmm. Um I'm I'm reaching here because I don't remember if she said what it represented or but she said it was yeah. quite tall.
0: Yes. And I I forgot also but she, and she, but she spoke a lot about, about the foliage at this time and just how it's a beautiful hike. And she put us, really put us on to that and actually made me
1: want to go. I have every intention of going this year. Going up to the statue, she said it's a beautiful view, beautiful pictures. And then this was my favorite part of what she said. The Wadsworth Museum also, she talked spoke about that. Oh, yeah. She said that's one of the best museums in the country as well. Yes. And she's not wrong if you're in Hartford. If you're Indeed. in Connecticut, definitely Indeed. visit that. So, yeah, she gave us some great information. Very kind young lady. Let's move on from her, though. No, no, no. I'm talking to her, thinking she's barely older than me, which I'm, I'm, I'm getting up there in age. But I'm thinking she's, like, maybe 50s, right? And she's like, I'm 72. Three. Was she 73? It was one of the Twilight Zone moments of my lifetime because she was young and youthful and had way more energy than I did. <laughs> and I felt a little bit bad about myself seeing like just how wrong I was and just how much more she seemed to be living her life than I did at 73. She was uh, an inspiration of sorts and we would have never met her. Exactly. Had Terrence not been
0: as social as he is. We call, her, she, we call, we call each other eyes. I thought she was trying to flirt with me a lot.
1: She touched my arm one time, then she looked me in the eyes. she winked. She did comment on Terrence's smile. Yes, she did. And rightfully so. But uh, I got to say, I would have never met her, and that was one of the great moments of the Connecticut show, easily. Probably one of my favorite moments here in Connecticut. She was lovely. And we made a fan. Yeah, do you think she'll listen? Did she pull out her phone? I don't know. she's listening to the show, send us an email. And actually, anybody can. If you have a question or any comment on the show, Hit us up at info at connecticut.show. Go ahead and visit the website, connecticut.show as well. Uh, it might be down right now because I paid for the se- the security certificate, but I don't think I've applied it yet. got the Venmo you now. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's already good. I just haven't actually applied it. The site should be up when you go. Um, but yes, yeah, she was lovely. So then we go to the press box.
0: Yes, we went to the press box. And, well, first, I want to point out something that that was funny as I was talking to people there. Everybody at the park super nice, willing to talk. I don't know if it was the press passes or not. Probably the press pass. Yes, these these things are magic. I got to get me one. I'm gonna get me one from here. Just make one up. Yeah, now we know. But one thing interesting that I noticed in talking to people, and I I, I want to say this was related to age. People who appeared to be younger struggled with answering because I would ask them I was like so this is our show tell me something about New England that you enjoy Or tell us something that you think that we would benefit from going to check out on the show or just personally like it's being someone people who are not from New England and looking for some things to do and and one one younger well she was she was older I would say I would say late 30s early 40s and she said well supporting all the local fairs we have a lot of local fairs here in new england specifically connecticut local concerts local farmers and she was like so really she loves the way that towns come together to support local events and i was like cool that's great and then d d told us about great Barrington falls wasworth museum she told us about um what's the other one the um blue oh society. blue the blue yeah. society yeah she told us about that uh the uh, the people we met at first when we first sat down to eat told us about we should check out town greens even they'd be more interested in hearing about them and they you know they some of them harped also and said hey yard goats these yard goat, goat games are great and they they love making this part of their you know the summer summer routines it was funny asking some of the younger people they'd be like. What to do? And I, it really hit me of that when you're younger. And when I was younger, I think all these people were, like, probably under 20. Yeah. And they, and I think it's that sense of, like, when you, it's funny when you're young, unless you stay in New York and Boston because they seem to love their cities. Yeah. Uh, they're always, like, or Philly. Excuse me, Philly also. Philly loves people from Philly love Philly. But... <laughs> They, they, they were like, Oh yeah, it's cool. Oh um, I don't really and they say, It's cool living here though. And they're like, I really don't go out in outside of New England too much. But they gave us some they gave us some good places, but it was funny. They were mostly like parks, some restaurants. Um we got we got somebody told us to go check out Sunny's, Sunny's in Somerset, Somerville. Was that is that correct? Do you remember?
1: I, I don't because if you remember, oh, you were the one right. talking to that's them. That's <laughs> when Travis was running
0: away. Because I'd be like, Travis, you right now summer? Hello? Yeah.
1: Travis. He's not wrong. Is this thing on? No hyperbole
0: here. So again, I just found that dynamic interesting of like when, we, when we're talking to people, like as how that goes in terms of what they'll say about New England or Connecticut or well, Connecticut is in New England, of course, but in this case, what they say about Connecticut versus other people who are like, these are all those things to do. That's true. Yeah, But fast
1: forwarding, to the, the press, press box. box. So if you were wondering to yourself what a press box at a minor league game is, you, whatever you imagine might be correct for a major league, right? The minor league press box was two chairs, and then like two little offices. And when I say little, I mean like one chair size office. One of the offices was for the home team's radio station. One of the offices, there was only two, one of the offices was for the away team radio station. So we couldn't go in there. Those were occupied by set radio people.
0: I couldn't see who was in there because I'm too short. We walked out, Travis could see it inside.
1: We walked out, the thing was way above my head. So I can only tell you that. Travis saw it all. The two seats where any other press people could sit were occupied. Right. There was one person like in the corner. In that, in, there's a
0: little, there's another little booth. So there's the two officers to the right. Right. Then there were the two people in
1: front of us. And then there's another little booth. And we don't know what he was doing. but you know, And it, a lot of cheese and crackers. There plenty of food for the press, but no room in the end. And to be us. fair,
0: Jeff told us that, oh that, yeah, that the, the, would be the, tight that would, it would be tight getting in there. no surprises,
1: yeah, uh, but what we definitely were not doing was opening up a laptop and starting to just start yap away. It
0: would have been very, very awkward to say the least. I think we would have got some strange looks. I'm ninety nine point five percent sure we' got have thrown out of the press box if we have done that,
1: yeah, so we give up. We're like, hey, we'll just do it back at the station. We'll tell people we went. We'll give the recap. We'll talk about uh, how cool it is to go to a yard goat game. I think we owe him a clip, though. We
0: we got to give them a clip of, of something that we, that we spoke about.
1: Uh, so tell you like, what. I g- boop, yeah, let me give you an example here. Let me give you an example of what uh, I don't think I can... Because I think I deleted the thing. I think oh, I closed this and it said, you no. want to save? And I was like, why would I save this?
0: No. Tell you what, if I
1: have it, I'll, I'll insert it right here. If we're still talking, I did not have it. <laughs> um, and what, uh, so the next thing we do is we're like, well, let's just enjoy the game. Great game. We, we watched like the last two innings. But then we're one run behind. It is the last batter. It's two outs. Don't call it a comeback like LL Cool J. I predict it. There is. We're gonna win this game. One person on base. Terrence says, "Hey, uh, if it goes to overtime, we're just going." And I was like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah." And I was like, "All right, do you want to go?" And he's like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "I think this is literally the last batter of the game." He's like, yeah. So we get up and we start to leave. We're walking out of the stadium. Strike one. Ball one. Ball to, and I'm like stopping each time. Like, I'm like, come on, if he hits a home run, don't you want to see this? He's like, yeah, let's just go. You you look tired, man. I was trying to get you out of there. We're at the gates, and I'm like, I swear, this has got to be like the last pitch of the game. And he's like, all right, yeah. But he doesn't like you just walk out, and I'm like, all right, we're going. So we missed, we missed the last pitch of the game. And I go home, someone asked me, did they win? What did I predict? Someone asked me if they win and I was like, no, it was, uh, it was four or five and it was really close. Then I go to post something on Insta and I see a clip from the yard goats where they won that game where someone hit a base hit. They were able to run it in. There were people throwing like the, the water coolers over someone's head. And we, we, we missed that by like 30 seconds. How long do you think we would have had to avoid it? All right, now in your defense, I do think it would have been at least one more pitch because I don't think a base hit would have won the game at that point. They still needed two more runs. But somehow at two outs, they were able – two outs and two strikes, by the way. They are able to come back and win that game two runs down. I've seen it in their eyes. So you were just like, they've already won. I don't even need to be here because they've already won.
0: What did I say walking out?
1: I don't I don't remember. Oh, my goodness.
0: You never remember.
1: You walk too slow or something like that. I said they're going to (laughs) win.
0: Now, my prediction was the person once we got um, the person on base because they had just gotten the base hit. And I was like, this person's going to hit a home run in the game that didn't happen.
1: That didn't. As we were walking away, we were listening for the crack. We were listening for like some and then like people cheering, and that did not happen as we were walking out. You know what's cool though? The songs they play when the batters come up. That's kind of cool. As we're walking out, there are these apartments right across from the the ballpark. And at the top, there were people like just drinking a beer, watching the game from the top of those apartments. Because the apartments actually sit higher. Right in the stadium, and I thought, I bet that's a pretty cool night. Like just after a long day of work, you just walk up to the rooftop and catch a catch a of the game. That's probably a pretty cool place to live. I agree. Yeah, I do. You know what? I, the food prices there are not terrible. Yeah, surprisingly, and I for ballpark food.
0: When you think about going to the ballparks, how much you yeah. pay sometimes, it reminded me of the the Atlanta Mercedes-Benz Stadium.
1: The cotton candy is a little overpriced, but the the cotton the the hot dogs and the drinks and like the main staple food you get there fairly reasonable. I was expecting to pay a lot more. I didn't pay for the cotton candy. Thank you, by the way.
0: All right. Yep. You know you, you remember buying the cotton candy? I, I like,
1: vaguely, I just remember the price of the cotton candy. It was, long, it was a all. long
0: night for you. That's why I was trying to get him out of there. you was a little he, worried about me. He was fading. He was fading. I want to give a shout out to my favorite player. On the yard goes right now. Go man. on. Drew Romo, 245 average, nine home runs, RB 39 RBIs, on base percentage, 299, slugging average, 407, hit 74, and had the best intro song out of everybody. <laughs> so Travis, and I was judging this. I, was I didn't
1: this. even know that everybody got their own intro song until this moment i think someone had told me in the past and i was like oh but i don't I, it never registered that each person getting up had their own intro song to lead them on to the to the batter's plate. you didn't
0: notice like everybody had a different song when they went up
1: i do but i just thought it was like the stadium like here's another one like just hitting a randomizer but now now i know and i'll never forget like i said I'm fairly confident at the Red Sox game I went to. I think uh, my friend there told me as well, but it's just it wasn't something I processed. <laughs> Terrence, you just start like jamming to the song. Five percent tint.
0: It's a Goody Mob sample, so you know, Travis you know, Travis Scott is pretty dope, also. But that Goody Mob sample and it, I thought it was actually going to be Cell Therapy, which is the song that I was from. But it was like, uh, 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 uh. I was like, who that? And I was like, it was my boy Drew, rocking out for us. So Drew, you're a great baseball player, but also you have the dopest song out of your teammates to come up to bat. That should be reason enough to be taken up to the to the majors, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Even though I want to give a shout out also to my favorite center fielder, I call him Wheels. Wheels was like a vacuum out there. When it came out there in the air, Wheels was going to get it. One time he ran so fast, his hat fell off, and a pitcher fell out of his hat. I was like, "Dang, Wheels is no joke." So, Wheels, keep doing your thing, buddy. Keep them jets going on. I saw a little. I saw you limp a little bit. Make sure you get that little kink massaged out. I saw you limp a little bit when you were running, but keep doing your thing, Wheels. Keep
1: keep those jets on, Wheels. Indeed. We're coming to the top of the hour, and uh, as always, want to give a shout out to Palma Vivant. and also to uh is it D? Was that her name? Diane. I thought it was Diane. Why yeah. did you say D? You totally threw me I off. I told her I was going to
0: say D, D from Bloomfield on there, so I, I gave her a nickname. And she said, "Oh, thank you." And she looked me in my eyes
1: again. I was like, "Oh." Yeah, I, I don't think her I don't think her first name's going to give her away. I think she's okay. She's probably excited to hear that we remembered her. Maybe. We will forever. I loved her. I thought and she was I, just I one of the, the best humans on that's the planet. that's the homie. We got to get her on the show. Uh, shout out to them. Is there anything else that we wanted to cover in like the last two minutes of this of the show? We're going to round out by saying
0: Jeff Dooley, Hartford Yard Goats, thank you for your hospitality again. We'll definitely be back. And also, shout out the UConn fans last night for showing up for the North Carolina State UConn football game, making it look like the stadium's full. I, that's that's when I got to get. We got to get on Instagram. That was as full as I've ever seen that stadium. Uh, it was it was impressive. They put up a good show. Unfortunately, they lost by. I think 10. by ten. I think they lost by
1: ten. Yeah. But sounds like a good you show. left early from that one too. Nah, we were there.
0: It just um, it was frustrating. Okay. Bit. But they played. But they again, the team played really well. I thought the team played really well. I mean, last year when we watched them, you. You remember, it was like it will be a couple of plays at the first quarter. You'd be like, oh, they're in there. And then it'll be like the wheels would just come off. Yeah. Like so many times we went to see the games, they'd be in it. And then by third quarter, it's like the team scores three touchdowns and then another four. And you're like, sheesh, this turned bad really quick. Right. But last night, the defense played well. They just had a couple of penalties. I feel like that really cost them the game. That went for some pretty critical times and some bad calls. Like the running back scored. Um, I think the running back's name was Victor, I believe. Don't qu- don't quote me. Uh, I should look it up. I feel like, but he scored both of their touchdowns. But he scored like a seventy-one yard touchdown to put him to put him only down by three. Yeah, and he did a somersault into the end zone. They called a penalty on it, unsportsmanlike conduct penalty, and that, and then they gave him twenty yards on the kickoff, which did really benefit North Carolina State on that return. Which I thought was a terrible call. You can't have fun, man. Yeah, not in college football. I I, I'm not a fan of that rule in general. But he didn't even do much. He literally ran. A matter of fact, I would have petitioned. Can you petition the call in college football? I I don't know. I I don't even know. Yeah, I would have like literally petitioned after the game, because he could have been running and just lost his balance and just rolled over into the end zone. We don't even know if that was an intentional somersault. I, I think they I got definitely them. don't know. These were
1: anti-UConn refs. Classic. I have high hopes for UConn this this year. I plan to watch a few games. We will, I think we're going to one in a little bit later in the year. I forgot uh, we are. Going to go see the Utah one as well. With neighbor
0: Dave, Victor Rosa. Victor Rosa. Sophomore from Bristol, Connecticut. Shout
1: out to you, Victor. You balled out. All right. So, if you need to hit us up for anything, if you have any questions, uh, comments, anything you wish we would do on the show, please hit us up at info at connecticut dot show uh, for the Connecticut Show. This is Travis Poppleton, and this is Tim. Ten- wait, wait.
0: I was. I want to explain why I said Travis is hyperbole, and he he forgot about it. But I'm I'm gonna tell him why. Okay. Because he exaggerated something with Diane. He he fell in love so much. he was enamored so much by her. Because she said she's been through some tough times, so climbing up Mount Washington wouldn't be oh, a big deal. all right, right. All right. You have one minute. Go. I said, no, Mount Washington is pretty dangerous. And she was like, no, no, I've been through gunplay, basically. Um, and, and to be clear, she didn't say she was shooting guns or shooting anybody, but she's been through harder times, so Mount Washington is a piece of cake. So Travis left there thinking, like, oh, I can't wait to tell people that you're such a punk for not wanting to go up a... Mountain that has 250 mile power winds and gets really cold any time of the year. And I just want to say he's hyperbole. I, so, a couple her, things. First of all, I noticed she that did you did not say it was not dangerous.
1: That's the key. That's the key thing. I noticed you wanted to skip over her. Second of all, mm-hmm. I didn't bring up any of that. I just want to say it because it's in your eyes. I, I wouldn't have brought up. I would yeah, never put you down like that. that that's you know I, me, Terrence. Yep, I've you, never made fun of you about not wanting to go up Mount Washington.
0: You call me a punk. He, you call me a
1: punk to your face. You everybody. might have to wear a sweater if you go up there. You probably have to wear socks, gloves. I mean, it's it's rough. Those are rough conditions. I would have never made fun of you, parker. because <laughs> because you might have to wear a ski cap. All right, uh, for Travis Poppleton and Terrence, don't call me scare Abney. This is the Connecticut show. At least
0: I ain't no sketch. Ha, ha, ha.